Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is your biggest pet peeve on the road? This is the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071 streaming live at my talk 1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. And we're taking your calls at 651-641-1071. What's your biggest pet peeve on the road? Okay, so the reason I'm asking... Well, it's because everybody has one, number one, mm-hmm. right? Right. But also because uh, I was made aware of a survey uh, that uh, showed the top 10 signs that you are a bad driver. So what is interesting about this is the things that make a person a bad driver also tend to line up with your biggest pet peeves on the road. The things that other drivers do that drive you crazy, no pun intended, uh-huh. 651-641. 1071. Okay, so here's the deal. We all think we're good drivers. Well, of course, duh. Uh, but we're not. And there are 10 signs that somebody is a bad driver. And I can kind of give you them in order. Would you like to go back to front? Back to front? Yes, I would like to go back to front, even though you're supposed to go go front to to back. back. Thank you. That's all right. 651-641-1071. What is your biggest pet peeve on the road? Okay, the 10th, the top, you know, in the, in the, in the top, in the top signs, you're a bad driver. Number 10 is singing along to the radio would be a sign that you are a bad driver. A lot of times people get distracted when they are singing along to the radio and so that is one thing that would make a person a bad driver we're asking you what is your biggest pet peeve on the road and a lot of these i think will probably line up number nine when people leave their high beams on when you don't need them uh 25 of people surveyed said that would make a person a bad driver leaving your high beams on when you don't need them uh let's see let's go to the phones who do we have on the line we have mary first hi mary mary what is your biggest pet peeve on the road Hello. Hi, Mary. What's your biggest pet peeve on the road? Oh, texting and driving. It's been illegal for years, and I was trying to get to work, and I lived in St. Paul. So I'm going through the little residential area, so you've got stop signs. This little chickie, I'll call her, was texting every stop sign. So I'm behind her trying to get to work, and I laid on my horn like a New Yorker. Yes. Girlfriend, you need to move, and she did it four stop signs in a row. How did she respond when you laid on your horn to her? Oh, she finally looked up and moved. I thought, you know what? Just pull Pull over. Parking lot. You know, it's so frustrating, Mary. Thank you so much for your call. And 
one of the things, and I have a friend who uses this and I love it. Um, they use the notification. You can set your phone up so that it will reply to somebody. I'm driving right now. Yeah. I will get back to you when it's safe to. So that you don't have that feeling of like I'm leaving somebody hanging because I think that that's part of what makes people feel like they need to text. But then that goes into the other thing where why do we feel like if we don't respond to somebody's text within the minute that it's yeah. received that we're leaving them hanging? It's like, right. no, actually, I'm kind of busy yep. operating a, a big heavy metal tank yes. driving down the street. Right. If you want an immediate reply from somebody, you call them to talk to them. Um, oh, but, but do we have to call? Them no, the phone? we don't. That's but what awkward. I'm saying is, if that's the thing, if like you, if it's an emergency and you need a reply quickly, then make the phone call. Um, but regardless, I will say, so anyway, so if that, if you are a person who finds yourself moved to text and drive, I highly recommend checking your phone settings and putting that setting on that just says I'm operating a vehicle right now. I cannot speak with you uh, and let that thing do the work for you. Oh, that is a pet peeve. I know that. I know. Right. <laughs> it got that got us all a little bit triggered. <laughs> um, six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. What are your driving pet peeves? Who else do we have on the line? We have Sam on the line. Hi, Sam. Sam, what is your biggest driving pet peeve? Oh, uh, I've got to say that it's people who don't get their whole car into the turn lane. Like when they just they point their nose right at the corner, but their whole butt's still hanging out in the oh. other lane. You got four of them around them. Sam, I love that. Oh. Yes. And also, thank you for your call. I would like to piggyback on that because this, I was thinking about my biggest pet peeves when I was driving in this morning and it happened. And this is similar when the person in front of you, like maybe there's like two lines, you can, two lanes you can go around them. Yes, they're turning left. They do that thing where they crank the wheel to the right first to take a really wide left. Don't do that. Why? You do not need to do that. You do not just turn the wheel to the left. To the left. To the left. Yes. Just turn your wheel to, to the, the left, left. To the left. That happens in my new neighborhood a lot. Oh. What Sam just described. So I recently moved. And I'm in a neighborhood with a lot of stoplights and a lot of stop signs. And when someone wants to go and make a left turn, their butt is sticking out in the other lane and I can't move around them safely because then if I did that, I would go into the right side traffic Mm -hmm. lane and other people are trying to get around. Oh, this... (laughs) You Holly, didn't tell me are you get... okay? Are you feeling okay? She's, you guys, she's fanning herself. Yeah, Colleen, you didn't tell me that the segment would make everyone so spicy. I know, it's, we're so spicy. <laughs> Let's go to Julie and All see right. if she's spicy. Hi, Julie. What is your biggest driving pet peeve, Julie? Hi, guys. Hi. My, mine is when I'm in the fast lane and I shoot over because I'm going lower than the speed limit. Then somebody passes me, and then they go ahead of me in the slow lane, and then they slow down, and then I need to adjust my speed. I shouldn't have to do that. Right. I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yes. You can. You should be able to just pass on the left and then exactly. get right back in the lane. Yes. Yes. But they don't. It's just like, okay, who's going to win? Who's going to win? You know, oh. who cares? Thank you. Thank you for your call. You know, that is the thing is like, you guys, we're not racing. I don't know if everybody realizes this. We're not in a race. No. When we're driving places. We're just trying to go. No. 
Uh, let me give you a couple more of the signs you're a bad driver. Yeah, because I didn't agree with some of that list that you were talking about, Colleen, right. earlier. Singing to the radio, I take issue with that. Well, that was number 10. So that All was right, like that- a small offense. Uh, talking too much while you drive, that would qualify as distracted driving, either to passengers or on the phone. Uh, number seven is driving with one hand on the wheel. A lot, some of these I don't really care about. Yeah. Not using a turn signal, you guys. Oh, uh, let's use. Just use your dumb turn signal. It's not for you. It's for everybody around you to know where you're going. It's a handy tool. Uh, using your horn too much. Are you a beeper? I am not a beeper. I know a beeper, though, and he's at jury duty right now. <laughs> um... <laughs> Number four is constant road rage. Tailgating is 40, 44% of people said that makes you just a really bad driver. Cutting people off, similar, mm-hmm. 54%. And then the number one thing that makes you a terrible driver is excessive speeding. Well, that so, was kind of duh. Yeah, a little bit duh. But I mean, this list said nothing about texting and driving, said nothing about some other egregious offenses. It said nothing about road. a zipper merge, a proper oh, even, zipper merge. Don't so even get me started. This survey was not made in the great state of Minnesota because <sighs> zipper merge, everyone. Embrace it. Love it. It's going to make your life so much easier. Mm. Mm. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk 1071 down a Bradley, um, Holly, you and I both watched the entirety of the Paris Hilton documentary on YouTube. It's called This is Paris. Yes. You, we started to talk about it a little bit yesterday. We're going to finish talking about it today after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk 1071. So uh, yesterday we started to talk about the documentary on YouTube, on Paris Hilton's YouTube channel called This is Paris. Uh, And we actually, both Holly and I got to watch the whole thing. We have some thoughts about it. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer is not here. He's doing his civic duty. He's uh, he's on jury duty, and we have challenged him to sit in the waiting room and sing the theme to Night Court repeatedly. We'll see how that goes. Slap of the air base. Yeah, just slap of that <laughs> air base. Um, but uh, Holly and I are here with you, and, and, and Holly, you had started watching it actually like almost right when it came out, uh, the Paris Hilton documentary, This is Paris. And I... Uh, powered through it between last night and this morning. It's about an hour and a half, two hours long. About an hour, 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, And it is truly, it is Paris Hilton unlike you've ever seen her. And, you know, we started to hear rumors about, we knew we were going to learn about something traumatic in her past in this documentary. But we didn't know what that was going to be necessarily, uh, but it was going to explain a lot about the character of Paris Hilton and why we know her in the way that we know her. Yes. So that reveal has been teased for the past month. And I would say a couple of weeks ago, Paris revealed what she was actually going to share in this documentary, which was she had a traumatic experience at this place called Provo Canyon School, which is 
I guess for lack of a better description, a kind of a scared straight school, right? Like, like almost like I would almost call it like a reform school, but not. Yes. It's probably not the right. No. Yeah. The way that they describe themselves now, which, by the way, Provo Canyon School is under new ownership than when Paris went there about 20 years ago. They're billing themselves as a compassionate behavioral health center in Provo, Utah. Interesting. Interesting. I will say right there on their website, it says, we are aware of a new documentary referencing Provo Canyon School. Please note that Provo Canyon School is sold by its previous ownership in August of 2000. We therefore cannot comment on the operations or patient experience prior to that time. We are committed to providing high quality care to youth with special and often complex emotional behavioral and psychiatric needs. So essentially, yes, to your point, this was supposed sort of build, and it wasn't her first experience. Um, her parents, because they were concerned about the kind of party girl image that she was uh, portraying, and not only the image, that you know she was wanting to live in the nightlife. Yeah. She wanted to be in the clubs. Uh, during their, her socialite years in New York, um, she wanted to be out at the clubs, and her parents did not want, they were very strict, and they did not want that for her. And so they sent her to a number of different like types of work kind of camp situations to try to kind of straighten her out. They they say they didn't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this Provo Canyon School was one of the things, and she suffered uh, a ton of abuse at this in this program, and so did other colleagues of hers or classmates of hers at that time. And and you learn about them and you meet them in the documentary as well. Yeah. So the whole documentary is set up essentially revealing the Paris Hilton that we didn't know the real Paris Hilton. So that's the whole setup of the documentary. And it goes on the journey of her whole life. You see footage of Paris Hilton when she was a child that we've never seen before. Mm -hmm. She kind of goes into detail about some of her family members and the way that she was raised. It also goes into her business empire as it is currently. She's an international DJ. She has makeup lines. It goes and follows her around and it kind of shows how she's on the road all the time. And that she's lonely, she's suffering from insomnia, and some issues that she says stem from her time at Provo Canyon School. So it's an interesting story that Paris Hilton is trying to say, but ultimately I left the documentary feeling like they were trying to do too much in an hour and 40 minutes. I so agree with you. And it needed to be more focused. I so agree with you, and and it made me wonder if... It doesn't seem as though they set out to tell the story that they ended up telling. No. Um, And so I'm curious about what the original premise was of this documentary and why and how it took the turn it took and how they decided to kind of present it in the way that they did. Because to me... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Just the story of her time at that school was a premise for a documentary. But they tried to cram a lot of other things in it. They talked at length about the sex tape that put her on the map and what that was like for the family. What was interesting is they interviewed Kathy Hilton and Nikki Hilton. So her mom and her sister, her father is not interviewed. No. And also not neither is Nicole Richie. Right, her co-star on the uh, on the, the simple, simple life. life. And what is interesting, though, is they talk at length about the character that she created, um, that we all thought was the real Paris Hilton. This sort of ditzy, baby-talking blonde with kind of catchphrases, and she she explains that that was sort of a creation based on the trauma that she survived. Um, that to kind of like block that out and be a character. What is interesting throughout the documentary is how she sort of effortlessly flows in and out of this lower voiced, intelligent, thoughtful, insightful, caring person to that ditzy blonde baby talking character. Right. Because when you're watching This Is Paris, she'll be having a conversation with somebody and then she switches to start talking Mm. like this. And it's so involuntary and it's such a part of her being now that even she, I think, has a hard time differentiating between who she is and this persona that she's made and where is the line and the documentarians probe that just a little bit but at not the enough end. not enough right because there was there's one very small scene where she's driving in her car and the documentarian says don't talk in that voice and she says sometimes i forget who i am yeah and i thought well let's pick at that more i was more curious about that but to your point at the very end holly um, they ask her basically, like, are you going to shed this good time girl, baby talking kind of persona? And she was like, no. Yeah. She, they said, are you going to divorce that Paris Hilton? She said it would be a very expensive divorce. Kind of noting that a lot of her empire is based on that caricature. Right. Right. It's fascinating. It'll be, I'll be curious to he- see, to watch what her next act is mm-hmm. um, and I don't I mean what her next act like what is next for Paris Hilton I don't even think she knows I don't think so either when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show celebrities behaving badly we call them D-bags we'll tell you about them after this on my talk 107.1 celebrities behaving badly we'd love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show my talk 1071 streaming live at mytalk 1071.com Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Nope, he's not here. Nope, he's not. He's doing a civic duty. Holly Roberts and I are here. Um, I do just want to re- read you a text. Oh, please. Are, are we getting an update from uh, Civic Duty HQ? Well, he was supposed to be there at one thirty. Uh huh. Well, and it's one thirty right now, so I hope he's there. Uh, well, it turns out they pushed it to two. So that's where we are right now. 
Uh, or that's where he is right now. I actually don't know where he is right now. No. Uh, all right, let's get to those <laughs> celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bags. Um, my D-bag. Can I we, roll that oh, beautiful no, we, I forgot. I forgot we didn't do it yet. Here we go. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Um, uh, so today, um, uh, my D-bag is the Royals. Specifically, Kate and William. The Duke and Duchess... No, yes, William, sorry. The Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. uh, They are my D-bags for the the post they put up to celebrate Prince Harry's 36th birthday. Wishing a very happy birthday to Prince Harry today. And there's a picture. (laughs) Happy birthday, Prince Harry. Um, wishing you a very happy birthday, Prince Harry. And it's a picture of the three of them at an event where, uh, they are racing and you see Prince Harry on the right, Prince William in the center and, uh, princess or Duchess Kate on the left. Oh, look at them. They're just so happy. They're sprinting. Is anybody missing in that? Um, oh, oh, Megan. Megan is missing. They did not include Megan. And my favorite part about it is like they they're okay. You know, these people, you know, people in the world who do this, who are like, oh, it's such and such his birthday. I need to celebrate them. Yeah. Let me find a picture of me with that person. Oh, so like Madonna. Exactly. I they know put Madonna. A, they put a picture <laughs> of themselves with Harry and not like his actual like wife and children or child. It it was really honoring them. Let's be honest. It was really drawing attention to them and not to Harry. That's all. Happy birthday, Harry. Happy birthday, Harry. Oh, here's, here's a picture of us with yeah. you. I see the D-bag read in this, but then I also see the not D-bag read in this. I know, I see it both ways, but I do just want to say <laughs> that social media is definitely um, here for the D-bag read. Oh, of course they Which are. is, I don't know, 2020, right? Yeah. I, I mean, mean the, let's be real. The internet is always here for a D-bag read. When is it not? I but mean, I totally, exactly. but that is a very, yes, that is a very deliberate thing. It's not like it's a picture of Harry and Archie, and it's not a picture of Harry and Meghan and Archie, but it is them running on a track with only William having an ugly in-between face, bless him. But, yeah, I see what you did, yeah. Kensington Royal. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that happened. Yeah. Do you have a D-bag you'd like to share with us? Well, here's the deal, Colleen. We planned the show with Bradley intact and right. Bradley now Bradley is I intact. Mean, he's intact. He, he's he's, he's Sorry, a whole human. He's a He's whole, just busy. He's just busy right now. He can't come to the phone, mm-hmm. but he did provide us with a wonderful D-bag. But the problem <laughs> is I don't agree with Bradley's D-bag. That's okay. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to report it as though you're Bradley thinking it's D-baggy and then tell us, build the Holly case for why it's not. Bradley's D-bag of the day is Mountain Dew. What? The beverage. Mm -hmm. You know it. You might love it. But Bradley's calling Mountain Dew his D-bag of the day because of a tweet that he found on the Mountain Dew Twitter account. Here it is. 
We're ready to shake things up with our new buds at Red Lobster. BTW, still dreaming about our last Cheddar Bay biscuit. Hashtag Red Lobster Dugarita. Okay, first of all, it's called the Dugarita. No. The Dugarita. Yeah, no, more like don't Garita. So this is a beverage. This is a beverage that's going to be served, I'm assuming, at Red Lobster. That's what I'm gaining from this story. And what it looks like is Mountain Dew with tequila in a margarita glass with a sugar rim. I'm. That's what I'm reading from this. Yeah. Okay, wait. So you don't think this is D-Baggy? No. Because it's what I would expect. Oh, this is okay. this is just like, of course, Mountain Dew would have a Dugarita at Le- Red Lobster. Sorry, I thought I swore <laughs> <laughs> and I got scared. Oh. I'm not. This just seems like a natural branding fit. Like just par for the course. Like just par for the course. What do you expect? Of course, they're going to serve a delicious, fine beverage. But here's the pro tip. You can make your own Dugarita at home. Also, can we change the name? It's horrible. It sounds it sounds like an event. I mean, it just doesn't sound good. Well, it might be an event. Mm-hmm. Three to six hours yes, later. That's what I'm saying. After you have it. And that, it might be Technicolor. Yeah. Now, Mountain Dew is doing the really cutesy things where they're tweeting back and forth with other brands. And, you know, they're ugh, I don't even want to say the brand that they're tweeting back oh, and forth who are with. They tweeting? You have to. I'm not mature enough. Oh, geez. It's say the, it. It's a common call. Well, there you go. The gas stations. There you go. Uh, and then some other guy. You know, it seems like most people are very excited about this. And so, listen, people who love Mountain Dew for sure are going to be excited about this. I don't happen to be one of those people. Um, but, you know, there you go. I mean, if this is what they're trying to do to get people back in restaurants, I wish them the best because, you know, 2020. Mm-hmm. But, you know, nice try on you. Nice try on you. It looks like they might have some Midori in there because it is quite green. It's very green. It looks like it's an a very deep green hue, if you will. So I tried to do the best that I could to represent Bradley's D bag of the day. But, but then that happened. But, I do. Can yeah. I tell you about something? Another some other beverage news? Yes, please. Yes, please. You're welcome. Um, Taco Bell has now released a custom wine. Uh, this is true. They're selling these on ta- on the Taco Bell Canada website for $25 a bottle or about $19 American money. Dollars. I mean, <laughs> American dollars. Yep. Um, the name of the Taco Bell custom wine is Jalapeno, Jalapeno Noir. Jalapeno Noir. It, are you ready? For the flavor profiles? Am I? Notes of wild strawberry, cherry, and beetroot. And it pairs well with their new toasted cheesy chalupa. I mean, is it weird that I kind of want to try it, but then I read notes of wild strawberry, cherry, and beetroot, and I thought, nah. Oh, you know what? The be- I'm good. You know why it's beetroot, Colleen? Why? I mean, I'm just, I'm speculating here. I'm thinking that the beetroot is to make it the color 
look like it's red wine. Right? I'm only Because saying. otherwise it's just like strawberry and cherry juice. Because it just... Also, oh. $19, it better be good. I do not spend that much money on a that bottle a of wine. Of, that is a significant... All I'm saying is like, I, yes, I have spent $19 on a bottle of wine before. Yeah. Not very often. But it better be good. It's probably not. This be reads good. like, and I know I am not knocking Boone's Farm, but this reads like Boone's Farm with beetroot. Yeah. And then, you know what's going to happen? Is that your pee is going to be red when you're done drinking and then this you're jalapeno gonna, noir? You're going to have to go to the hospital. Yeah. Because you're going to forget yeah. that you drank the Taco Bell wine. I don't know. I'm curious enough about it that I would try it. P.S. Did you also see the news yesterday that Franzia, the original boxed wine, came out with a new Franzia backpack that holds an entire box of wine. What? You know, because when you're out hiking, you might need a box of Franzia. Because you need to stay hydrated. I'm so confused by 2020, you guys. I don't even know. Also, if you have a backpack full of a box of wine, do you really want to advertise that it's a backpack with a box of wine? No. No, but the Franzia backpack looks like a Franzia box of wine. Oh, it's not even like a cute camel back. It's like, I've got a box of wine. It's like there's wine in here. You know somebody's going to wear that oh, somewhere out I bet it's sold out, out in like no time. Oh my goodness. What are we doing wrong? So many things. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I think the person that we need to follow who's doing things wrong is Colton Underwood. Mm. Um, Holly, I hope that you have the details on this story. I because, do. Okay, good. We're going to talk about what Colton Underwood is up to, and it's no good when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. No. No, Bradley Trainer. He's at a courthouse uh, singing. Thank you. He's doing his civic duty. He's singing the theme song tonight, Court, as we speak. Uh, just kidding. We dared him to do that. He's not doing that because no. he's a better person yeah, than we he's are. He's actually going to take things seriously. Yeah. Well, you know. Anyway, we're here with you. Uh, we have no idea what the future holds. No. Do we ever? Do any of us? Do really? any of us? Well, does uh, Colton Underwood? I think that's the real question. Uh, yeah. I don't think he does either. But I can say that when we have an abundance of douchebaggery in the mm. world, we have to do a D-bag double down. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Hello. Colton Underwood calling. Mm. He's a D-bag. What? Okay, so I like have half paid attention to this story, so I'm glad that you guys are actually paying attention. What's going on? Colton Underwood was a former bachelor. Now, I'm not going to talk like I actually watch The Bachelor or I'm a part of Bachelor Nation. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. That's fine. But we've been following Colton Underwood. You know, we talked about him earlier this year because Colton Underwood revealed that he had a positive COVID-19 diagnosis. This was right on the heels of his memoir that he was releasing this spring. And we, fueled by blind items supplied to us by mm-hmm. NT Lawyer, our blind uh, item uh, guru, mm-hmm. basically had some things to say about Colton Underwood and his diagnosis mm-hmm. and maybe that he was not all that he seems. Well, anyways, 
Fast forward to last week, Colton Underwood now has a restraining order put against him by his ex-girlfriend, Cassie Randolph, that he met on The Bachelor. So according to new court documents, a judge signed off on Cassie Randolph's request for a temporary restraining order against Colton, requiring him to keep at least 100 yards from her, her home, her work, and to avoid any contact or threatening behavior. Mm. Because Colleen, Colton Underwood allegedly put a tracking device on Cassie's okay, car, this is which is so, super creepy. Oh my gosh. He's, what is his deal? What's the I know, deal? I know we don't have that answer. Well, no, we don't have that answer. But like, I, I have so much. Hi everybody, this is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Many questions about who he is as a human being and why we didn't have like a heads up on his creeper nature because do they not do like full psychological panels on people before they throw them on the bachelor and bachelorette. You would think that the producers of the bachelor would do that, but uh, I don't, I I can't speak to how the bachelor conducts their casting, Mm. but what I can tell you, Colleen is that last week, TMZ was reporting some of the details of the court document that Cassie submitted in order to get this restraining order against Colton Underwood. And it is a doozy. So, Here are some of the things that Cassie Randolph is claiming Colton Underwood did. That he's been stalking and harassing her with unsettling text messages. Claiming Colton went as far as planning that tracking device taped to the bottom of the back bumper of her car to keep track of her whereabouts. Mm -mm. She also claims that Colton's been showing up uninvited to her L.A. apartment and her parents' house in Huntington Beach, California. And also claims that he takes obsessive walks to her apartment complex and loiters in the alley outside her bedroom window at her parents' Huntington Beach house at times such as two in the morning. Oh, my gosh. And this is recent that he's been doing this? Uh, This year, I think. Yeah. Because can we also, like, is was Colton Underwood the one that we, that was kind of hooked to... A couple different, you know, and I'm putting it in loose quotes, celebrities. Yes. He went on a hike, quote unquote, a hike with actress Lucy Hale this summer. Okay. That's what I was trying to remember. So at at some point, ooh, okay, then I have Mm. a whole different conspiracy theory about that. Mm. That that was, well, okay. Oh, hold on. (laughs) Sorry, I have an assignment for you. (laughs) No, because that just jogged something. What there was some sort of 
blind item about that. Oh, yeah. There was totally a blind item about it. I don't have it in front of me, That's but fine. I roll the beautiful bean footage anyways. Perfect. There totally was a blind item about Colton Underwood and Lucy Hale. Yes. And about their hiking adventures in the Hollywood Hills this summer. Paraphrasing my memory uh-huh. about what NT Lawyer had to say on this, that this was a spawn con publationship opportunity yes. between Colton and Lucy Hale. And NT Lawyer was warning Lucy Hale about going down that road with him. Right. And I actually, if I remember correctly, the reason that it went awry was because Lucy Hale was heeding the warnings. That like there was something about it was on her end that it wasn't going to fly. Like that she realized some red flags, I think because so here's the blind item. I found it because NT lawyer confirmed this. We already played the beautiful bean footage. So I'm going to read this. This is from July 17th from this summer. I, and I'm going to just fill in the blank for you. So I know Lucy Hale is disappointed after the cancellation of her latest show, but a showman's, especially with that guy is not what your career needs right now. I mean, how true is that? Um this guy seems like he is I mean, I'm stating the obvious. It's so obvious. So obvious. I he's not he's no good. No. And we've heard nothing but I mean, he's had nothing but bad press. And to your point, I didn't I don't watch. I haven't been I don't say this with judgment. I say this with like nothing but i just it just hasn't been on my radar Mm -hmm. i have not watched the bachelor or the bachelorette for a few seasons so i'm not familiar with him or what his persona was on the bachelor and the bachelorette no i yeah so i feel somewhat ignorant talking about this topic but Mm -hmm. but going back colleen to some of the blind items about colton underwood nt lawyer has a ton of them including but not limited to the fact that yes, NT lawyer claims that his COVID nineteen diagnosis perhaps was not as truthful as we were led to believe, mm-hmm. and that it was all in tandem for this book that Colton Underwood released earlier this year. Also, in these blind items, alleging that Colton Underwood and Cassie Randolph never mm, went all the way, so to speak, oh, in their relationship. Okay, and also. This is from October of 2018. NT Lawyer had this blind item that the women selected for The Bachelor were assured prior to the season that they would not have to marry Colton Underwood and that they're basically competing to be the star of The Bachelorette. Even the producers are all in on this being like, we're just putting this guy here. We all know the deal. Like, we're, you're not going to want to marry this guy. You don't have so, to actually marry him. Yeah. So going back to what you hypothesized yeah. earlier in the segment, Colleen, well, what were the Bachelor producers thinking casting this guy as the Bachelor? Oh, so they knew he was no good. Yeah. You know, here's the other piece of this. So, I don't know. There's this piece of me, because if he really was this hung up on this ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. and this Lucy Hale hike... That occurred in between uh, now and their breakup. To me, that feels like something he probably placed to try to manipulate her a little bit. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. If he's out seeing, I mean, for her, it may have been a potential publicationship. For him, it might have been 
a device to try to make her jealous. I'm going to make you jealous. I'm going hack him in the movie. Stop. I'm not a fan of his. I don't no. like him, man. Uh, no, no, we don't really like him. I don't like him. No. Um, Colton Underwood is an official baddie uh, as far as we're concerned on the Colleen and Bradley show. Also, I just was looking back at the paparazzi photos of him hiking with Lucy Hale. They're so obvious. They're a joke. I they- mean, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> like, I was born at night, but I wasn't born last night. Honey, no, we can see exactly what's going what on What even is he other than a bachelor? Is he, was he, is that it? it it's He's not like some sort of C-list celebrity no. that, ended up on the bachelor he his entire celebrity is owed to the bachelor right i think so okay, he's but, gross. well i think that he's one of those guys you know maybe it was elizabeth reese talking in a dirt alert yesterday or even today talking about or maybe i'm just making up something in Works my mind for me. <laughs> i really don't know where are we in time and space but speaking to the fact that people maybe it was even bradley but speaking to the fact that people who go and get themselves cast on shows like The Bachelor mm-hmm. and The Bachelorette, they totally understand the name of the game. And the name of the game is to be famous. And they're just leveraging this platform to be famous because goodness knows, did anyone want to read a book about Colton Underwood? No. No, we mm-hmm. didn't ask for it. It's fetch. Stop trying to make Stop it happen. Make fetch happen. Colton. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, here's the question. If you had your own beverage, what would it be? Like if you were going to have a line of beverages, what would the beverage be? Like, would it be grape juice? Would it be coconut water? 651-641-1071. This was a Bradley. Kristen here reminding you not to do things. What I mean is with same day delivery for everything from gifts to groceries, you only have to do the things you want to do. To not do the other things, visit shipped.com. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.